Hello, this is Mary Lee, and you're listening to On the Wings of Love, a Bachelor podcast. A Bachelor Fanatics review and analysis of all your favorite Bachelor contestants. All right, so we are back. Episode four of Listen to Your Heart. And uh, I think the show is just getting better and better. I'm seriously so excited that, that you know, in a way, I, I think they're getting probably less viewers um, because people, it's a new show. Um, not everyone's tuning into this. In fact, um, you know, I'm putting up polls every week and seeing how many people are watching this. And there are plenty of Bachelor viewers who I know watch The Bachelor, who are not watching this show. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not surprised if not everyone's watching this. However, I have to say, I am loving this show. In fact, this is like, to me, like a success. Like Paradise was a success. And I think this Mm -hmm. is such an awesome concept. I think they had a great cast. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is better than Peter's season for me. (laughs) So <laughs> I just have to say that to start the epi- start this off. Um, we're four episodes in, mm-hmm. two more to go. You know, I was communicating with an old friend last night, a, a guy, mind you, a straight mm-hmm. male. And he also agreed that this was better than Peter's season. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. How do you feel that's right now awesome. before we get into it? Yeah, I've I've been enjoying it. I think it's because I miss The Bachelor and I miss appointment viewing, which we've talked about before. It's just nice to have something to look forward to during quarantine here in Philly on a Monday night. And uh, I I just think that The Bachelor is smart. I mean, this franchise is smart. Um, I know that they were doing a touring show with Becca Kufrin. And um, Ben Higgins. And Ben Higgins, yes. And I feel like it's just another opportunity for them to get Bachelor Nation involved. And um, I mean, hopefully we'll be able to go to concerts soon and go to the theater soon. And I think that um, more and more when I watch these performances, I just picture a concert, you know, a tour and much like Dancing with the Stars tours, you know, like I could see it just like season after season. I mean, I don't know if they plan on doing another season, but I could picture it um, season after season and then tour after tour. Yeah, no, that's such a great point um, that it could be like the next kind of Dancing with the Stars that Mm -hmm. ABC puts out. Um, Yeah. And I spoke to that a while ago. I went to the Dancing with the Stars for the first time, um, Mm -hmm. their tour when they came to New York a few months ago before all of this. And I saw Hannah Brown on her one and only performance. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I was going to say, speaking about getting out and seeing concerts and all that, I just want to put this out there. Um, if you're listening, um, please be, um, respectful of everyone else in your community, in your neighborhood, in this world, wherever you are listening. Um, I hope you are safe. I hope you are healthy. And, um, I know, both of us are doing our part to social distance aggressively. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't say that lightly. So I live in New York city, literally in the heart of the city. Mm -hmm. Chelsea lives in the heart of, uh, another great city, Philadelphia. And, uh, look, I know you might be in a suburb or in a rural area and it might not have hit your area as aggressively as it has hit New York, for example. But, um, you know, just be wise, wear your mask. Um, even if you're outside and there's a chance you might be within six feet of someone on a trail or biking 
or running, whatever it is, uh, just be responsible because uh, we really want to be able to keep the spread of COVID-19 down so there's not a second wave um, or it might not be as intense. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that yeah. real quick because uh, this is this is still a very real thing. And of course, I miss the theater and of course, I miss uh, going places and shopping without a mask on and, uh, you know, not being afraid of being in Central Park with my dog. But, you know, that's just the world we live in. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, please social distance safely yes. and uh yeah. We'll get just through. Just have to share that. Yeah, we'll get through. We'll, we'll make it to the other side. We will. We will. All right, so let's get into the episode, okay? Let's do it. All right. So uh they start off it's the daytime. Natasha and Ryan are cuddly and Brandon's giving Savannah some bull crap about how he woke up with gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh, I laugh sometimes at the way he talks. Like, oh, I just woke up with such gratitude. Like, I got to sing with you last night. And, I, you know, you're my partner. And I'm just so grateful. And I was just like, they both speak in such, like, terms to one another that, uh, I don't know. I just, I still don't buy their relationship. I feel like, I don't know. I can't remember ever talking to my husband in a way of, like, I'm just so grateful for this and that. Like, I don't know. It just seems very off to me. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> and I just want to note this too. I wrote both the bad couples were the ones who talked about their relationship. So the bad couples mm. being they showed Sheridan and Julia and Brandon and um, Savannah sitting there talking about the relationship. And I, I'm going to go out a limb, on a limb here and say this. If you, if you're in a relationship and it's healthfully growing, it does that pretty naturally. And mm -hmm. you, of course you might stop and say like, I'm so grateful for you. And this has been so much fun so far. I hope we continue dating. Mm -hmm. Um, but typically you're not over talking the relationship. You're mm -hmm. like talking about yourselves and your dreams and your hopes and mm -hmm. your, your plans privately or your plans together, but you're not like analyzing the relationship with one another. And mm -hmm. that's what they're both doing. And I always see this as a bad sign when couples <laughs> are like early on analyzing their relationships to one another, mm -hmm. not like to their girlfriend, but like to one another. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> um, so just keep that in mind. Yes. Anyway. So, okay. Chris Harrison comes in. Mm -hmm. And says, today you're you're going on dates. We're going to put your relationship to the ultimate test. I love these terms. Ultimate <laughs> test, right? Such great uh, adjective. Um, and then he says, we need to know that the last couple standing is really committed in music and in love. Uh, so he's making it really clear, really for us as viewers, um, that the whole point of all this is that we as viewers buy into the couple who mm -hmm. they're going to pick. Um, and so he's like, all right, so we're all going to go about our day, but a few of the guys are going to go on dates and these dates are not your normal couple. So, uh, the dates are for Jamie and Ryan. Mm -hmm. Uh, second date will be Chris and Rudy. And the third date will be Julia and Brandon. Mm -hmm. Okay. So look, honestly, I think the ones who seemed the least phased by this were the Chris and Rudy. They're mm -hmm. like, cool. We're buds, you know, like, yeah. Um, 
And my vibe I've gotten observing very uh, carefully in the previous episodes is those two are really good friends. They sing together. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen him play at the piano and she jams along. Mm-hmm. So I think they definitely have a friendship and maybe that's why they put them together. Like, Hey, we know those two are super talented. Mm-hmm. Are you sure they don't like each other? Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie and Ryan, it's kind of a no brainer. They had made out before they went on a date mm-hmm. <laughs> and they chose other people. So I think they're, you know, double checking. Are you sure you guys don't have a connection? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the really obvious connection to be made is the Julia and Brandon mm-hmm. connection. Um, I don't think anyone was surprised by this. <laughs> no. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I just want to note this, like with the Julian Brandon date, I just, from a, a logistics standpoint, mm-hmm. the dates with Jamie and Ryan and Chris and Rudy, they it looked like they were pretty short. Yes. Maybe a few hours out of the house, home before it was dark. Yeah. Julian Brandon's date was the only date that was far away. Mm-hmm. They went to a specific location in LA. It was the only date where they um, did music together. Right. These other dates do not have a music element to it. No. Or if they did, they didn't air it. Um, so we got to see so much more out of the Julia Brandon date. And I would love to find out if there was a music element to the other two dates. But um, from what we can see, there wasn't. So mm-hmm. I think clearly producers were did this whole thing just to put Julia just... and Brandon together. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's exactly what I wrote down. Like, it's obvious that the reason why they're doing this is because they want to shake up even more drama between the two couples that you just mentioned, Savannah and Brandon and Julia and Sheridan. And they kind of thought like, well, we don't want to just give them a date. Let's shake it up in the whole house, you know, split up all three couple, all six couples and, um, and see what happens. I, it, it just seemed kind of odd that like three couples did an actual date and the rest of them back in the house were just like sitting around. Like, uh, see, I don't think it was odd though. To me, it really reminded me of paradise. So there've been many oh. a day where, you know, like they're t- like one couple goes on a date in the morning and then by the afternoon, another couple gets a date card and then here left on the beach are say their other potential dates, right? Mm-hmm. So they're on a date with one person, say the girl's other guy is on mm-hmm. left on the beach mm-hmm. and he's left with a slew of women who he could potentially get into. So gotcha. I saw this yeah. more of like a paradise situation. That's true. And Natasha was kind of like, get over here. If I'm going to be out here sunbathing, I might as well be sunbathing with you next to me. Um, so that you're, yeah, that's true. That it could have, they could have, it could have created a lot more drama, but I think obviously the other couples were more secure. So really the only yeah. the only thing up in the air was like, will Julia come back with Brandon? Right, right. And I think, okay, so let's take little notes on that. So the Chris and Rudy situation, right? Hated this first part of it. So Rudy goes to talk to Matt and she's such a straight shooter, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like this long, like, drawn out convo and then she never got to the bottom line it was just like she just started talking to him and then you know producers were like hey chris go grab her now mm-hmm. yeah go grab her right now right now we gotta go mm-hmm. like they could have held off for a few more minutes but production decided like we are 
shutting down the Rudy Matt convo right now. We don't want her to tell Matt that she's going to be jealous and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I felt for her a little bit. Um, and I think there's a lot that we might not have seen this episode in general with mm-hmm. that relationship. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see more of them hopefully in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I totally felt for her when she was like, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> I have problems. <gasps> like you were so cute. You were like every girl in America who is dating someone. And when you look at him, you're like, oh, my God, he's out of my league. Oh, my God. He's so hot. I'm so, oh, my God. Ah! Mm-hmm. You know, kind of that moment. Yeah. You're like, I have butterflies. I like him so much. And I hope no one else likes him because how how could they not like him? He's so great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I really like how sweet it is. Like she's crushing on him. Mm-hmm. Whereas with like the Jamie and Ryan, I didn't even get the vibe that either of them were. I'm granted we haven't seen too much, but I just right. think they're like in their new relationships and mm-hmm. probably happy in their new couplings. Yeah. But I don't really know how deep either of those couplings are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that to me gives me a little more pause for concern. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, like I said, like Chris and Brie are like, you know, duh, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I like that he kind of told Rudy that, you know, I'm done dating, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I hope she's the one. I hope this is the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so well done on production for finding someone seemingly the only one or maybe he's just the only one who found success, it seems like. But mm-hmm. they found someone who genuinely wanted to fall in love and like right. was ready for a right. real relationship. And mm-hmm. I think that's the, the clincher in casting is finding people who are genuinely like wanting to settle down. Right. Uh, you got to find that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. anyway, so they all come back, like we said, and nothing really crazy happened during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides Natasha suntanning with Trevor and Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with that. No, um, no my, it didn't seem. I think it's just harmless. So here's mm-hmm. let me just point this out for anyone, our, uh, any one of our listeners. Um, Natasha. So like I live in New York. We're straight shooters. People like mm-hmm. don't sugarcoat things. They get to the point really quickly. Um, and uh, sometimes they're so honest and their truth that they like say too much Mm -hmm. so I think that this is not a girl who's going to um pretend Mm -hmm. so when she was like Trevor Matt get over here I want to like suntan with you boys and like Mm -hmm. oh well they're hot like why would I not want to suntan with them I don't think that means necessarily that she's trying to date them no I I think that could just be like any confident girl who's like Hey, these are my hot guy friends. Like, yeah, you look good, mm-hmm. you know, and just, just saying the truth, like mm-hmm. they're fit boys, you know? Yeah. Whereas like, I think if she were, if she were raised in like a mid, she was like a Midwest girl, mm-hmm. you know, which we often think of the Midwest as like, um, like perfect and, mm-hmm. you know, or Southern, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, um, Wholesome, wholesome. Wholesome. If she was like a wholesome girl from the Midwest, we probably would have been a little more alarmed. She's like, come over here. I want to tan with you. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, what? But anyway, just, yeah, I I don't think it's in people's minds, but Mm -hmm. she's like, she's 33 years old. Like, I I think they all know she's hooking up with Ryan. I, I don't, I wouldn't put too much stake in like 
is Natasha trying to flirt with other people? She's trying to be mean to other people. Uh, We'll get into that later, but Mm -hmm. just want to start with that. Um, Totally. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What do you, do you think that's an age thing or do you think it's a uh, location thing? Because you've lived all over the country. I think it's both. I think it's just like a confidence. And, you know, I think that she's like made it clear that she likes, Ryan they've spent time together they sing together when they are in the same room they're like touching or like hanging out you know it's I think that I think that even if Ryan were there and like witnessing her being like come over here with me you know whatever I don't think he would be too concerned like I have a feeling he'd be like at all that's okay yeah that's you know (laughs) we all live in this house we're all friends whatever She's told me that I'm her type, that she wants me. So confident. She's confident. And I agree. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just curious. Um, So, right. So now we get to the final date, Julia Brandon. They have a real date at the Roxy. Mm -hmm. And they wrote a song together. And they had a producer. I think his name is Joel Krause. Uh, He said he's toured with Taylor Swift. He's performed with other people. Um, And so, uh, you know, they show them like writing the song together. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think it was fine. Uh, The song they wrote. uh, I don't know. It didn't really stand out to me as like bad or great. Mm -hmm. It just was like, you know, given the time constraints, Mm -hmm. it was creative. Yeah. Um, It sounded pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think they they seemed like they had chemistry Mm -hmm. in the way they sing together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and then, uh, just because I love a good kiss. Um, so they finally finish singing. They get back to the chair or the couch. And, like, she just started going for his face. And he, like, grabbed her her head. And I was just like, they are connected. Mm-hmm. Like, in this moment, yeah. whether it was because they just sing together mm-hmm. and find each other attractive through song. Or if it's just been tension building up all day. It was like, right. all right, let's make out. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's here. Who cares? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was kind of like, thank God, like it's about damn time you guys make out, <laughs> you know, like all this tension's been building up and, you know, Savannah has been hovering over his back and acting like he's a Greek God and he's perfect and has her back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just like knew that wasn't the case. So like my gut had always told me that I said this last episode, either he is a playboy mm-hmm. uh, and he doesn't really like either of them and no fault to him. Like there's no, no harm or shame if you don't really like either girl, like that right. happens in life. Yeah. Sometimes you're paired, you know, like maybe yeah. just didn't really like either girl mm-hmm. or as I thought, another theory I had um, was that he did like Savannah. However, he thought if he was with Julia, perhaps Julia was a better singer and would get him further along in the show. Uh, and that was the other theory right. I had that Julia would be the choice if he wants to further his career. Mm-hmm. And look, looking at it, he's 34. He probably wants to further his career more than he cares about some relationship. So I, I kind of think that's kind of what might have swayed him towards Julia in that moment, you know, in that moment, yeah. it's like, why not make out? But also, yeah. Hey, she was really good. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Like, mm-hmm. In this moment, I'm feeling it. Yeah. It's it's interesting because I noticed that there are so many ITMs with Julia and Sheridan and barely any with Brandon. Like this entire time, we get no feedback on how he's feeling or what's going on in his mind. 
Um, and we only just, and I think that's purposeful because then it leaves so much mystery and question as they. And it also demonizes him. It makes him a villain. Yes. yes. So, you know, it, it, it was kind of like, oh, like frustrating to watch and be like, just tell her. I just want to know what he's thinking the whole time. I just kept like, and I wrote in my notes, like, what the hell is he thinking? Like, I just want to know what he's thinking <laughs> because it's either like cruel that he's like leading her on or it's like going to blow up when he breaks up with with Savannah. Like, you know, it could have gone either right. way. Um, but I did agree. I do agree with you that it was like it was it, I kind of knew that it was coming she was just gonna be restless with Sheridan I could sense it in the last couple episodes so I was like they just need to just end it and just move on try something different because like it's just she's not happy it's too much so yes I completely agree and I just want to note this and we'll get into more on Julia and Brandon at the very end of the episode um but I did already listen to her. Julie did an interview. So she's done two. She did one with Caitlin Bristow on her podcast and another one um, on the official Bachelor podcast with Rachel and um, Becca. Mm-hmm. And and that was literally just released in the last 24 hours. And uh, she did say, so they were like, oh, did you guys, did you watch The Bachelor before you came on? And Julia's response was, well, yeah, I watched it years ago. I watched Trista's season, mm-hmm. which means... She was like 10 when she watched that Mm. (laughs) (laughs) doing the math because it's that old, right? She's Mm -hmm. 27. So she was like 11 years old, I think, when she watched Trista's season, if that. Mm -hmm. And um, so good for her Mm -hmm. and with her mother. And then she said, um, you know, who knows if she really watched much in between. She said she didn't, but maybe she did. And then she said when she got on the show and she knew she was going to be on the show, she went back and watched a few seasons. Of, she said a few seasons, not just one, mm. of Bachelor in Paradise and some other um, bachelor, show, bachelor seasons. So here's what that tells me. And she clarified this even in the interview. She thought this was going to be like Paradise. Mm. I called it Mm -hmm. I told you like I was watching the way she was playing this whole show I was like she's thinking this is like paradise like Mm -hmm. hi I'm the queen of paradise and I'm gonna make out with three guys the first episode Mm -hmm. and then I have two guys and I get to decide like which of the two is a better singer with me or which of the two I want to date long term Mm -hmm. but for now I'm gonna like keep my options open Mm -hmm. um yeah she really thought this was like a paradise setup and um I don't fault her at all and I think the production has shaped this show in a way that Julia becomes demonized um Mm. more because of her ITMs than Mm -hmm. what she did with the group right but um it's kind of like what they did with Michelle Money years ago Michelle Money was not hated at all in fact a lot of the girls loved her Mm -hmm. but she said really snarky things in the ITMs Mm -hmm. and so they edited that in and they made Michelle Money the villain of Brad Womack's season, mm. which she was on years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like Julia. I feel like they've edited Julia to be the villain. Mm-hmm. Maybe because, like you said, Brandon didn't give us enough information in the mm-hmm. ITMs. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they didn't yeah. sh- make Brandon the very obvious villain. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I have speculation as to why that is or yeah. you know I'd love to hear from Brandon too to hear what he 
did he talk very much in the ITMs? Like, mm-hmm. why didn't they air it? Or yeah. like, he just didn't know. So, true. yeah, but noting that and Julia, um, yeah, she definitely kind of didn't play Sheridan well. And so mm. she and Brandon make out and they decide before they go back into the house that, you know, they're going to have some tough conversations. Yeah. So it seems pretty obvious to me at this point that they're both going to break up with the other two mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, and he's the, if anything, he's like comforting her. Mm-hmm. He's like trying to like, let her, if it's okay, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So if I was Julia, I would have all the confidence in the world that like, oh, he's yeah. about to break up with Savannah. Yeah. All the confidence. Oh, like he's choosing me. We're choosing each other. We both have something hard to do and then we'll to come do. back together and feel like, uh, was it a hard view? It was hard for me too, but we have each other, you know, like. <laughs> run back into each other's arms like wasn't it all worth it (laughs) yeah I mean that's what I think Uh, she was expecting yeah yes and that's not what happened Mm -mm. um (laughs) so yeah so she breaks up with Sheridan which Mm -hmm. you know do you guys remember Sheridan singing a song before all this went down um yeah god like before so before they came into the house. He's like sitting at the piano, singing the song, like coming back to coming me. Back. And yep. I was like, what is this song about? Like, I need more <laughs> lyrics. Uh, I think he's releasing the song on Friday. Mm-hmm. So FYI, follow Sheridan on social media. He has kind of released that he wants to, um, he's going to release that song. So like, he did, I guess, record the song more. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So why not use mm-hmm. this platform? Yeah. So anyway, so Sheridan will release that song on Friday. And uh, God, that convo just seemed like such like an angsty breakup. Like, okay, I don't like you. And he's like, okay, sounds good. Like, I'm going to leave now. I was like, wow. Like, at first I was like, did he ever really like her? Like, was he playing her by like pretending he was really into her? Because he doesn't seem that upset. Oh, no. I saw it as self-preservation the whole time. I saw it as he's like. He knew as soon as they sat down that it was going to be over. So he was like, okay, rip it off like a Band-Aid. Like, just hurry up and do it. What are you trying to say here? And then like, all right, fine, I'll leave. Like, I knew he was just like too crushed to like even open up the emotional door at all because it would just be like a deluge. <laughs> that's what I that's what I got. So it, no, it made you're, sense you're when right. he said at the end, like, I la- I'm laughing so I don't cry. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That was such uh <laughs> poor guy. I could tell in that moment, like he's totally not acting for a camera. This is not this is not an acting relationship. So yeah. last episode we talked a lot about like who's acting and who's really living and like honestly believing in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And the way Julie and Sheridan's breakup went down, my a hundred percent bet is that this is a real connection. Um, just like even the way she was real with him of like, wait, really? Like after all of that, you're just going to like walk out. Like you're not upset. Like mm-hmm. you could tell she was like, aren't you a little bit upset right now? Like I need to feel that this is hard on me. Isn't this hard on you? Mm-hmm. And that's when you're right. He said that like, I'm laughing so I don't cry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I could feel her pain. I could see his pain. Um, yeah, I think her pain was real. I don't think her pain was fabricated at all about breaking up with him and mm-hmm. 
it being hard for her. So I, I know we didn't see the extent of everything in their relationship, of course, but mm -hmm. I think this is a real connection. So for everyone out there who's demonizing Julia and they think she's fake and that she's crap and blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> I have to stand. I stand for you. Yeah. Uh, I stand for Julia. Yeah, it is hard Justice for Julia. It because is because I think not only is she a strong vocalist, mm -hmm. I think, she has a strong personality mm -hmm. and she is a feeler. Yeah. She's not a, she's like, she does things based on her feelings mm -hmm. and that's very normal for musicians. So totally. one minute she's totally into Sheraton and then another mm -hmm. minute she's like, wait a second, like, am I still into Brandon? Mm -hmm. And I get it. Yeah. I think, I think that it's like, it's tough because, it brings me back to a couple Peter conversations with a couple of the girls where um, where the person that's hurting the other person wants comfort. Um, and I kind of felt that a little bit. It, the conversation was so short, so it didn't drag on like I've like I've seen some bachelor conversations drag. But um, but it felt almost like borderline like she's the one breaking up with him, hurting him, pulling him side to side. And she's like, oh, come back. Talk to me. Help comfort me. This is really hard for me, you know? And like, and I, I'm, I'm glad that it was quick. I'm glad that she just let him go um, because I think that that probably needed to happen. It, it would have been harder, I think, for... I don't know for both of them yeah. if if well, it had last if it had been like stretched Lasting out even longer. more and he would have had to be like comforting her while she's crying or something I think no, that would have I been hard her. so um yeah. so yeah I mean it's it is tough though because she it wasn't right it didn't seem right anyway um so no, I think totally I think right. it happened the way it had to she had to see what was going on with Brandon um but yeah it it's it's a tricky situation, especially when you're forced to be in a cup in a couple so quickly. Like with 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 Paradise, you made a good point. It's not so it goes back and forth. The women have the power, then the men have the power, and the women have the power, and the men have the power for like weeks on end. It seems. I don't know. It always seems like it drags on. I know it's only a few like four weeks or something, but um it's very short. With this, it was like two rounds like girls picked then the guys picked and then that and was now it. we're here you have to be a couple like <laughs> with the person that you're with and I know I my favorite comment was of Savannah uh was like well I know Brant and I are solid because you know like I picked him once he picks me we picked each other on one date so like we're <laughs> solid <laughs> I was like, girlfriend, you need to get out and date a little bit more if yeah. you think that is a solid relationship. Because yeah. that's like, th th nowhere in New York do people go on three dates and think they're in a relationship. Let me tell yeah. you, nowhere <laughs> in New York City. So, that's you know, true. maybe she'll learn that in Nashville. Yeah. Or, uh, maybe people couple up much quicker in Nashville. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think also what you're saying is, you're glad it was quick. The band-aid was ripped. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I related to Sheridan in this. If I were to pick myself out of one of these four people, the Sheridan, Julia, Brandon, and Savannah, mm -hmm. I've been like Sheridan before where it's like someone mm -hmm. broke up. I feel like I've been broken up so many times with, <laughs> um, it's okay. Not anymore. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I remember like one breakup and 
this person broke up with me and they were like a Julia and they were like devastated. And I was like, well, heck, you're the one breaking up with me. Like, all right, I get the point. You said what you said. Like, if I'm not your wife, then Mm -hmm. it's done. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Like, for whatever reason, and let me process and move forward. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's the best. Sometimes it it is so hard to be that way, be the way Sheridan was. Mm -hmm. But um, it is really almost like putting the cart before the horse and that your heart will catch up. Like your brain Mm -hmm. is telling you like rip the bandaid off, move forward, walk Mm -hmm. away, Mm -hmm. get your separation. Mm -hmm. And like in due time, you'll be able to process better of like, here are the positives of that relationship. Here are the negatives. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's where I could have like stood up for myself better. Here's where I, I was honest with myself. And you know, sometimes at the end of the day, you can be wonderful. You could be like a great partner to someone and they're not, the person for you. Right. And you just have to look at that. Like Mm -hmm. I I think Sheridan did is like, okay, well, Julia is not the right girl for me, I guess. But like Sheridan did everything right. Right. Like he made himself vulnerable and that's a great place to be at. If you can end a relationship, any relationship and be like, I gave it all I can. Mm -hmm. I was honest. I was vulnerable. Yeah. I didn't lead the person on. Then that's great. He did say, um, is something wrong with me at the end? Like that's one of the last things he said in the, Oh, I hated that in the car. He said, I think he said, I think there must be something wrong with me (laughs) if I'm consistently not enough for the people that I'm with. This made me feel like I could see him in paradise or something like he, like he's going to have people like that broke everyone's heart at that point. And everyone wants justice for Sheridan. I think. Everyone, Ari Lyon Dyke posted something. Chris Harrison <laughs> tweeted last night, you were a true gentleman, my friend. Probably best out of the bizarre love triangle. Oh, probably best to be out of that bizarre love triangle. Uh. Hope you wrote a great song about it. And Sheridan <laughs> replied, I did. My best, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, Chris Harrison sure does we'll not tweet again. about his contestants that no, often. No. That's not something he does. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that theory. Yeah, justice for Sheridan in Paradise yeah. one day. Yeah. 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe they'll bring him back on the show next year. I don't know. Maybe they'll yeah. have like season two. Yeah. And they'll bring him back. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. I'd be down for that. I don't think he's done with this franchise. No, I, I yeah. I think he was a stand up guy. Yeah. Um, and right for this. So, mm-hmm. Okay, so they break up. Mm-hmm. Savannah, Brandon break up. Oh, God. I almost want to rip this off in two seconds. I yeah. mean, I was kind yeah. of annoyed watching this breakup. It was... Like, Savannah kept being like, I want you to choose me. I was like, Savannah, when when did you ever think that was what he was doing? <laughs> like, I felt like she was giving in a monologue because she wanted to be a Hannah Brown for other women. Mm. Like yeah. it brought me back. I was like, especially by the time she got to her limo exit, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, this girl, I had, I wrote this down. I was like, she is living for this car ride. Mm-hmm. She's like living for the monologue that she gets to tell production when yeah. they're like, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. And like, what's going through your head right now? And mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this girl has watched the bachelor a billion times. She knows she's being taped. She knows they're going to air what she said in this car ride. Yeah. Um, She's like living for this moment to be a voice of reason to all other mm-hmm. girls out there mm-hmm. who have been broken up with and weren't chosen first. Right. Like Savannah, we get it. Like, I don't know. 
I just. Uh, but the confusing thing is that he like waffles. He like goes back and he course. says, I'm choosing to do this right and well with you is what he says to her at some point. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. are you? Wait, no. You were just kissing Julia though. Like, which is it? <laughs> yeah I thought that was very confusing like, for him to tell her like I went on a date with Julia she still has feelings I think right. I do too so in my opinion if I heard I have feelings for someone else I'd go okay right so you're into her if you're into her I can't do this I think I should leave and instead she turns it into like I don't know and then he's like Savannah like what what can I do to fix this and she's just, and she kind of waffles with that. Like, mm-hmm. do I want him to fix this? Do I not? And I think yeah. honestly, she's battling, like, do I want him to fix this? Do I want to like, I don't think she really has feelings for him. I thought this all along. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to go back to yeah. what I said last episode. <clears throat> How this all played out. She wasn't really into it. Like she couldn't like here. He was saying, I am 95% into you, Savannah. 95%. <laughs> I love the way he broke that down. He was like, there's 5% of like confusion or like mystery. I think he said mystery. Did you remember? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I get that. Like, he's basically saying like, I'm an in, but there's a mystery of like, is this girl right for me? Like, and that's so normal, right? Mm -hmm. Early on in a relationship, you're, you're still feeling the person out. So he's basically saying to her, which again, is BS based on what just happened with Julia and like mm-hmm. pisses both of us off. Mm-hmm. He's saying like, I'm there with you. I like you, Savannah. I need you to give me a little, I need you to basically boost my ego and tell me that you really like me and that, well, I'm sorry you have feelings for Julia, but I really, really like you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she could say that. Yeah. I don't think she could honestly say like, Brandon, I, I've been so excited by you and like, like I don't think she could bring herself to tears. I don't think she could bring. Like, did she cry? I, I didn't see I any actual her. tears. I don't think. Maybe no, yeah. I did. I did. Toward the end, she started wiping mascara. Uh, mascara was all over her hands after she left, and then he followed her. Yeah, I think that but the situation. Yeah, I don't think she cried because she really cared for Brandon. No, she didn't want to leave. It, that, that's yeah. the thing. Like you have to. You're out of the competition if your partner decides not to be with you or if your partner's right. like you it's a it's a you can't win this competition on your own right and I think that's her problem I yeah. think Savannah was acting that she was into Brandon mm-hmm. I think she mm-hmm. probably thought he was cute mm-hmm. sure I can make out with him we can make this a little ditty mm-hmm. we can sing and act romantic but unfortunately the judges saw right through that and there's a reason that she and Brandon had the lowest remarks besides Becca and Danny last week Mm -hmm. and that the judges believed in a real connection between Julie and Sheridan because it was a real connection versus Brandon and and, uh, Savannah. So, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really feel that bad for the situation. I was like, all right, I get it. Leave. Yep. Um, I wonder if Brandon was like mourning the loss of Savannah the next morning though, as he like sat outside and did yoga by himself. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm privately read to himself I was like this looks like all the things that Savannah would do mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yes yeah, so I was like of Savannah yes like sometimes when you yoga. end a breakup you're like yeah. oh I still miss that person and so you're like as you're processing you like do the things 
Okay, let me give you a, a horrible example. Like <laughs> years ago, I was dating someone who like loved um, NPR, the radio station. Mm-hmm. I know, really dorky. I love um, NPR. NPR is oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. so he's- I am dorky though, so I'm... No, that's, that's cool. Um, I was not so, um, but he listened to it often, like in the mornings. And so I, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm sad. Like that bro- we end, you know, we broke up. And so I would like still listen to MBR almost cause I was like, maybe this like connects me to him. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy. It's like psycho, yeah. but like yeah. people do that. That's what you do mm-hmm. sometimes. You like do the thing that that other person did because in a weird yeah. way you think it brings you. So I just yeah. could see Brandon like processing the loss of the Savannah relationship, like doing the yoga and mm-hmm. like, he just didn't seem to be like, Hey, I'm ready to connect with Julia. He was still yeah. like warning the loss of Savannah. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. It was, it, I don't know. This whole thing was weird. I'm glad that, that some movement happened and something like, final happened like there's one couple now and I was excited to just move forward um I think we all were right yeah and so, so then um they have one final night mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so um Chris Harrison comes in and says mm-hmm. that okay tomorrow night you're all going to perform at the Novo in LA um it's a bigger venue you're gonna have a bigger audience blah 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 um, all right. So finally we're getting to the meat of the episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So obviously we have five couples left. They're all going to perform. Um, and you know, they don't really show much of the rehearsal, which is fine. Um, I just want to know if Brie and Chris win this thing, mm-hmm. this when if Brie goes on tour, mm-hmm. this will be like the largest, the all, every concert will be like the largest concert she's ever performed. She's at. ever done. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool to think about because cool. I think a lot of these people have performed at large venues, mm-hmm. like Natasha has of that couple, and mm-hmm. um, Rudy definitely has, mm-hmm. uh, Trevor definitely has. Oh yeah. So at least one person in every couple has has performed at a large venue. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just think it's kind of cute when I hear that. I'm like, yeah. oh, very innocent. Mm-hmm. Bree seems very innocent. Mm-hmm. Ever feel like you have nothing to wear? Like every day you look in your closet and all your clothes look boring and not interesting and you just want something different to wear, right? Well, that's where Rent the Runway comes in. I have been using Rent the Runway since 2017 and actually well before then. Um, but they have this awesome program called Rent the Runway Unlimited, which means that all the time you have a rotating wardrobe in your closet. So here's how it works. Rent the Runway will ship to you via UPS four items. And at any given time, you have, you know, as many items of those four items. You wear those four items and then you return them. And immediately you pick out four new items. So at all times, you have four new pieces to your wardrobe. Rent the Runway has everything from designer handbags and jewelry Uh, to the most beautiful coats and sweaters. And of course, what they're originally known for is their gowns. So if you have an upcoming event, or if honestly, you just want to wear something awesome to work every single day, use Rent the Runway Unlimited. And use my code for, get this, $100 off 
your 30 day trial. That's a hundred dollars. So that's normally rent the runway is 150 a month. Now it would be $50 for your first month. Use my code. And this is the long one. R T R F A M five, two, five, a eight, seven. I'll say that again for a hundred dollars off your first month. It's R T R F A M five, two, five, a eight, seven. All right, get to it. You will thank me later. So anyway, I mean, there's not much to get to right before the performances besides the fact that Mm -hmm. Natasha Mm -hmm. shared with Julia what Brandon had said. So basically, Brandon, she asked him like, okay, if Savannah had said that he, that she wanted to be with you, would you want to be with her? And he nodded like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't more than that. It was just like a nod, right? Mm -hmm. How did you read it? Yeah, I mean, well, Julia was sitting right there, and she's like, I'm going to ask you a blunt question. Julia, put your your muffs on. So Julia's like, "Ah," and plugs her ears, which I wouldn't do that. I would listen. I would totally listen. (laughs) But Julia plugs her ears, and she's like, so, yeah, she asked exactly the question that you asked. And he, he kind of gives, like, a shifty look toward Julia and then, like, nods to to her like I like don't let Julia know this but I would but I would yeah that's what I got from it and I think that Natasha kind of nailed it on the head she's like he is sneaky he is a player he just I think I don't know it's it's a tricky situation you want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt um, I know, but I don't fault her. Let me say this. I don't fault her at all for asking. Cause look, you're in a house. No. There's only like 10 people and you're getting to the point. You're like, obviously you want to win a competition. So you're thinking about this from your career standpoint first, but mm-hmm. also like she already thinks Trevor is shady AF and <laughs> yeah. she's proven that. Yeah. And I think in her mind, she's watching all this other stuff go down with Brandon and she's thinking like in her head, thank God I'm not into Brandon. Like mm-hmm. I think he's shady. Mm-hmm. And I think she's kind of just like, rather than like watching it all happen and like mm-hmm. thinking her thoughts, mm-hmm. she's not going to assume like she's not the girl to assume. She's like, no, no, no. I want to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, I don't want to just assume Brian. I mean, not Brian, Brand, uh, Brandon might be shady with these two girls. She's like, I'm going to find out for a fact, like mm-hmm. word of mouth. Mm-hmm. What does Brandon say? Mm-hmm. And she did. So, I mean, l- let's be real. If, I'm production. I freaking love Natasha. Yeah. And me as a viewer, I love Natasha. <laughs> yeah. And me as a girl who's also a New Yorker, I love Natasha. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Y'all can hate all you want, but I get where she's coming from. Yeah. Um, my husband yeah. gave me a lot of hate for this. My husband was like, oh my God, I can't believe she did that. It's so mean. <laughs> so she ends up using that, um, you know, kind of to manipulate Julia, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, Julia used a lot of words. She called later. She calls Natasha a bully, manipulator, a bad uh, person. Yeah, all these Just names. A straight up and, bad person. Yeah, manipulative was she used a but, few times. But uh, bully, not the right context. So mm-hmm. definitely not a bully. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say it's manipulative, though. I mean, maybe I don't know if Natasha yeah. her intent in the moment. 
-hmm. But her intent was definitely to say, I want to bring this to light. And Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe Natasha was hoping that they'd hash it out. Mm-hmm. Cause at this point you got to watch or notice that the girls were not, did not have their hair and makeup done yet. Mm-hmm. So this was not like 30 minutes before they went on stage. This was like hours before they went on stage mm-hmm. hours because you know, they probably spent hours finalizing their hair and makeup before right. they, there's a lot of waiting time in the bachelor. Right. So I just, I think it's like, I think we're overthinking it that like, Oh my God, she told her this right before they went on stage. And of course it's going to like mess you up if you find that out the day of like, Oh, you really did like Savannah more. Um, but I think that Julia could then talk to Brandon and be like, let's really talk about this. Like, did you say that? And she did. And unfortunately Brandon kind of lied to her. Mm-hmm. Well, and just bait. kind of like swept it under the rug. Like, no, I'm here now. We are here. Let's go do this. Which I mean, you kind of got to do what you got to do. You're, you're getting on stage soon. So yeah, you just got to get on with the show. You don't want her walking out and then you have no partner to sing with. Um, so I could, I don't know. It was all, uh, it was unfortunate for Julia. Came, like was, you know, the the one who came out with the short end of the stick, you know? I mean, She definitely did. But I think that it's, I could see Natasha's perspective being, completely just I'm a woman for women like if I see this guy and he's shady AF like I don't want you to be blindsided by him so I'm gonna tell you like that's just my MO and it has been from the beginning Mm -hmm. it's also possible that she knows okay one of these teams has to be a weak link this week and get kicked off like they're already shaky. If I tell her this now, like it might shake things up even more. Their performance might suffer. I mean, she could have been yep. thinking through all of that and that uh, could yeah. be a play. Um, but I think that I, it was unfortunate that like Julia heard that. And like, instead of being like, you know what? He is kind of shady. Maybe I should confront him. She's like in her ITMs talking about how terrible Natasha is. And right, I kind of felt I don't like it's fair. Yeah. But Natasha's not really the bad guy. She was just kind of no. like the one who like delivered the, the bad news. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Exactly, the messenger. I agree. So this, this part of the show reminds me, I feel like the show's finally getting to the point um, that bachelor pad had the element of competition. Mm-hmm. So we're all used to everyone watching the show right now who did not watch bachelor pad is really used to the bachelor and bachelor in paradise where there's no like prize money at the end. It's just mm-hmm. like, get engaged and get a Neil ring, Neil Lane ring and hopefully get more social media followers. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like what else do you get? Um, whereas on a bachelor pad, you saw people, you know, like getting people's heads, like mm-hmm. sharing news with people because they wanted to manipulate other people. Mm-hmm. And as a viewer, I'm like, yeah, that was well played. Like it's a game at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's a competition. So, yeah. You know, I I can't hate on Natasha for this either, unfortunately, just because like, is it a shady thing to do to another performer to be like to get in their head? Um, Yes. In the respect that like they're likely not going to perform as well and it's not the nicest thing to do. But Mm -hmm. let me flip it. It's not about, hey, we're all cheering one another on. It's a cop. It's a competition. Right. Yeah. And I think that like. I'm not naive enough to see that. And I think mm-hmm. like 
Um, again, though, I like Julie. I like both of these girls. Um, I just think, I don't think either is wrong. I think it's right. really weird that I yeah. feel that way. I normally think one girl is in the wrong, but I'm like, ah, Natasha's playing the hand of like, I want to win this for my career. Mm-hmm. And Julia's playing this in the hand of like, woe is me. Like people should be considerate of everyone's feelings and right. like, not right. really. Right. So, I mean, the guy you're dating should be considerate of your feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think it's, I think it's also just, I, I want to think that Julia would have taken this, if this was just a normal competition with no producers, with no, um, I, I say normal competition, but like say all of the circumstances were the same, but there were no cameras, there were no producers, and they weren't living all in the same house. Say one of your competitors tried to sabotage you. I say that in like air quotes because who actually knows, but like it's possible um, that Natasha tried to sabotage her. But like say that happens Julia probably would have been like, okay, whatever. She's trying to sabotage me. She is not going to get in my head. I have a performance to do. I am a professional. I'm going to get it together and get up on stage and show everyone that I have what it takes. But I think because there are producers asking her 24-7 how she's doing, how she felt about that, whatever, and then also they're living in the same house. And remember, Natasha came in like wanting to be girlfriends with everybody. So you know, you're, you're in the same house with these people. You're like building friendships with some of the girls and now it feels very personal. And I think that just like made the stakes just way higher and made her react in a way that like in a normal circumstance, I would think that she probably would have just like let it roll off her shoulders and gone on stage and killed it. And I think unfortunately, because she did take it personally and she was like, well, I'm going to prove her wrong. She was like, she's trying to manipulate me before performance. Duly noted. Game on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Julia thought she was going to overcompensate and do much better in her performance. And in mm-hmm. fact, I think she like performed in a way where she was performing and not like living on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> which yeah. I know you get what I'm saying. But like there, as a singer and actor, you're supposed to like just like be and mm-hmm. be totally like in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because if you're in the moment, you can react to all the other elements from your band or your other singers and mm-hmm. the audience, like you're, you're authentically connecting, mm-hmm. but if you're performing, so to speak, mm-hmm. then you're not authentically connecting. And mm-hmm. I think Julia did that performance like a performer, not like yeah, probably how she normally would, where yeah. she normally would probably authentically connect. Mm-hmm. I think she had a brain, um, like a barrier almost mm-hmm. in her mind. Yeah. Like, okay, get, get to a 10. Give me a, mm-hmm. Julia hit level 10 mm-hmm. level. Like be your best self, mm-hmm. be your level 10. Yeah. And like got on stage and was like, all right, so I'll like look like I'm slyly smiling here. And mm-hmm. so let's just get right to there. There's is yeah. clearly, I think the weakest performance. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if I'd say it's the weakest <laughs> or not, but it's one of the weaker ones. Yeah. Um, so, Brandon and Julia sing We Belong by Pat Benatar from an 80s song. Um, I don't think it's a great song to sing as a couple, first of all. So I think mm-hmm. they get a shitty song selection, number one. Yeah. Uh, I think production did that purposely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just didn't seem easy. Like watching them, that's what I mean, performing yeah. versus 
um, living. Mm-hmm. I, it felt like they were performing, not like they were living. Yeah. And uh, her energy seemed really hyped at moments. Mm-hmm. And he seemed to kind of just be like kind of chilling by himself and mm-hmm. like looking at her occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I will note he did look genuinely happy with her. Yeah. And I don't know if he was playing that or not, if that mm-hmm. was honest, mm-hmm. but he looked happier with her than he ever did with Savannah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But either. I also didn't really get a vibe with them. I didn't get yeah. like, I don't think their energies were connecting. I, I, the songs, I think, just make such a huge difference too. And how they stage the songs. Like, you know, for example, some people had like almost choreography where they like moved around the stage. They came down the steps, even with a right. guitar, you know, like it, you can move around a little. And like he was just very stuck to the mic facing forward. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that read, especially when she's like trying so hard to like you said, like I've planned this out. I'm performing at him and he's not giving me too much. And I'm going to keep trying. Um, yeah. And I don't know. It was, it was, it was, it was slightly awkward, but I did feel like at least they, I think they have more, a little more chemistry than they had with the other, with their other partners. So maybe this is the best it could be. I just don't know that he is ever going to be a performer that has like a partner like this. Like, yeah, I don't get that vibe from him. And I've always kind of felt like, like, even when Chris Harrison came in and started talking about their, um, their next, um, their next assignment, their, their, what they're going to be doing. They're going to be singing at the Novo. He smiled so big. And I was like, I've seen that smile before. And I remember like the only time I see him smile like that is when he's like talking about another, like a guest judge or a performer or someone he idolizes and when they're talking about like what this could mean for their careers or how he wants to tour or what he wants to do with his music, it's never been like, oh, I just really like her. I really want to find the one, you know, like the way Chris talks about like finding someone and like wanting someone that knows him and he like to be known and know someone else. It, it's never been like that. Yeah. Brandon's wrapped up in his career. I'm like, he is a, t- he is a kind of guy. I just have a feeling that wants to like go on tour and like sleep with girls that are throwing themselves at him. He doesn't want to be like tied down into a relationship and have a career. Like I feel like he, he would Agreed. almost think that like his career is lesser or less, less fun or less of like an experience if he were, were tied down almost. Yep. Yeah. Could not have said it better myself. So I just, um, I think that was part of what they were reading too. Like he's, he's great. He's a good, he's a good singer. He has an interesting voice, but like what's going on with this girl though? She's like singing to you and you're like not paying attention to her. Right. And the reality is, it's not all these people are going to come out of the show and be in duo acts. Like plenty of them are going to do solo yeah. acts and that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, like, totally. Not everyone's meant to be a duo. Mm-hmm. So I would agree. This was clearly a situation where I was watching. I was like, they're not meant to be a duo. Um, that's really all I got out of it. And yeah. that, uh, you know, and I appreciated that she was in tune with how she felt about it and how she felt about him. And mm-hmm. she told him that she felt he abandoned her out there, mm. which he seemed like a very aloof to. He was, mm-hmm. he probably had no idea what the heck she was talking about. <laughs> um, 
I think she's very aware and she was in that moment to know like they didn't connect. She mm-hmm. didn't feel a connection the way they performed mm-hmm. and that she knew that they likely were going home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's all we can say for those two. So um, yep. let's go back though. Mm-hmm. So the first performance um, was by Rudy and Matt. Mm-hmm. They went first again. Mm-hmm. I thought Tennessee whiskey was a great song for oh, them yeah. uh, oh, by yeah. Chris Staples 10. Matt sounded so good. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed his voice. I feel like this was the first time I got to really hear him. Yeah. Um, And they both seemed really, like, into each other. So it made mm-hmm. me go, damn it, production, show me more of them behind the scenes. Yeah. Because, like, I just like their vibe. And mm-hmm. I have always have, like, their vibe. And it's the sort of... Matt doesn't seem like the type of person who would fall in love in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think what he probably needs from her is to just, like casually date her and to not have like I don't know to not kind of have the pressure that it needs to work out or the Mm -hmm. pressure that like he just reminds me of like a sort of guy who like needs some time to process and he doesn't want the pressure of the relationship to be like the first thing Mm -hmm. yeah I could I could see that It, it yeah I mean their performances are always just like so energetic like and entertaining I think it's like it's like and I think that's been their relationship off camera too like entertaining like remember when she slapped him in the face and they started making out I like I just yeah I agree like I want to know more about like this interesting relationship because it's not super it's not super strong yet but it mm-hmm. is entertaining to to see. It's entertaining to watch. And it's something that I think some of us can relate to or at least like um, like root for. Right. So. And I think uh, at the very least, like they're so entertaining as a performance duo. Mm-hmm. Um, like their voices are different, but they bring a lot of energy and they're both very connected that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would go if someone said, hey, Rudy and Matt are coming to town and they're going to play at this venue. I'd be like, OK, yeah. I'll go. I'll pay. I'll mm-hmm. pay money to go see them sing. Yeah. Like both of them together. I think mm-hmm. they're both. I know. So I yeah. think that's kind of my test right now is like, would I pay money to go hear these people sing? I like, like would I want to go see them together? Uh-huh. And Rudy and Matt, my answer is yes. Yeah. All right. Then we'll go to the next Jamie and Trevor. My answer yeah. is no, I would not pay money to go see Jamie and Trevor. Um, I think Jamie has a great voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll start off with this. I think both of them are single acts. Mm-hmm. I don't think they work as, as a duo. I think both of them are solo acts. Mm-hmm. Their their energies are so different. She's yeah. very much like she gets very into herself, mm-hmm. almost like an actor who like is using sense memories to bring <laughs> out how they feel on stage. Yeah, she's like she has to like get into her soul to mm-hmm. bring it out of herself, yeah. which mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah. So she's more entertaining to watch by herself yeah. and I don't really see her connecting. Mm-hmm. No, I um, agree. I would like, yeah, I would prefer to see her sing all of that song just to the audience as opposed to like to him. It felt like disjointed or something felt off. Like I feel like she could have more confidence if she was by herself. Most of what she seems concerned about is letting him down is being the reason why he doesn't get this opportunity and it's almost like I feel like she's like stunted by this like partnership like if it was just her she would have less insecurities 
which is That's kind of like point. backwards, but. And whereas he doesn't care. He seems so yeah, chill about every set. You're yeah. going to be great. <laughs> we're going to be great. You were awesome. I'm so proud of you. Like, yeah, I'm I, I'm buying into it. The more we see of him, mm-hmm. I'm buying in that that he is like kind of a chill guy. Yeah. He's just like, all right, like whatever. Yeah. Well, that worked out or that didn't work out. Yeah. Like, really kind of a laid back personality. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, And he's not really aware. I think um, my husband made this point that. I think she's like hypercritical. She's like your classic musician who mm. like performs and then gets mm-hmm. off stage and is like, Oh my God, well that the bridge was bad. Or mm-hmm. like I was, I started out great, but then like, damn, mm-hmm. did you hear my note at this, at that word? Mm-hmm. You know, like she like yes. is very aware of how yeah. she performed. Mm-hmm. He is not. Yeah. <laughs> I just no, blacked no out idea. on stage. I don't know what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, Oh my God, I know exactly what happened. And that was awesome. Or, and I know exactly what happened. That was not good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of interesting. And again, the song choice is always kind of tricky because this one, the pace was so weird. Like give them a song with some energy where they can like move around. It just felt so like, like a March or something. (laughs) It was like, but that's what she's performed a lot of, you know, she's performed a lot of slower songs so far. Yeah. Um, I I, hmm. But you're right. It'd be cool to see them do something different. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad Rachel said that she wanted Trevor to match her passion. Uh, and Tony Braxton was so sweet in her comments to her. Mm-hmm. I just thought, like, I don't know. It was like very sweet to see how Tony just wanted to like build her up. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, so far, like the judges are, I'm kind of liking the judges. I wish they were gave more critical, like music, musical, technical, um, Mm. back, like critique, you know, like, like more critique on like, uh, Hey, musically, I love the way you arrange that. Or like, Mm -hmm. Hey, this part, like I wanted to hear more, more from you or more from whatever, like. Like with Jamie and Trevor, for example, I felt like she was singing the song and he was backup vocals. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't ever like she sings, he sings. She's, I, I feel like the two of them don't know how to arrange a song together. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Rudy and Matt and uh, later we'll get to uh, Ryan and Tasha, like they know mm-hmm. how to break down a song yeah. and like arrange it. Well, and those people are singing harmonies too. So they're singing at the same time, but different. It, it, they're just complementing each other with a harmony. As opposed to you sing, then I sing, then you sing, then I sing, and then the song's over. It's just less less going on, less dynamic, and harder, too. I mean, it, I don't know. I'm thinking yeah. chemistry-wise, maybe you have a little more chemistry together if you're, like, singing at the same time to each other than, For like, sure. I one just, person standing there and the other person singing. I find it hard to, like at this point watching them a few times I would find it hard to sell Jamie and Trevor on tour Mm -hmm. uh because I think again they're both just great by themselves so I know I made that prediction that they'd be in the final two couples because they do have a real connection Mm -hmm. but I just I can't I wouldn't sell it like personally I would rather go see Rudy and Matt or Natasha and Ryan Ryan. yeah couple same so I'm really curious how it's all going to play out, but I just wanted to note that mm-hmm. I'm just really few times over, not into the Jamie travel as a duo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But then we get to a very loving duo, Mm -hmm. Chris and Brie, who sing Lover by Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was such a great song for them. It was yeah. Brie is so adorable. Mm-hmm. Like she was so excited when they got the Taylor Swift song at the end of the show. She was like <laughs> jumping up and down and squealing. Like <laughs> she just has this like kind of childlike personality, mm-hmm. um, which is very endearing. Yeah, and um, I thought they both sounded awesome. Like they, she has a powerful voice. Um, mm-hmm. this fit in her voice really well. He also was powerful, but like in a gentle way. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I really, uh, the one thing I want to note about this whole thing is I hated the freaking editing. Like I was pissed <gasps> off to the max. That they cut away that, to watch Jamie yeah. crying backstage. I, I was like, I wrote that too. I was like, go back to Brie and Chris. I do not want to see Jamie crying backstage right now in the middle of their song. Like when you have a performance as good as this. And they both sound awesome and they both are in love. Show me that. That's yeah. what I came here to see. I did not yes. come to see the bullshit drama. So yeah. this is all in the editing room during coronavirus that they've edited all of this show. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be like, guys, take like, let's get away from the drama a little bit and like build me back into the love story because yeah. I don't care that ja- like Jamie's upset and crying into his arms like yeah. I didn't need to see it then. I could have seen that a tiny clip of that later. Yeah. And got in the point. Um, yeah, I, so that's my only critique is the totally editing agree. in this episode. Yeah. And they did that later in the next uh, performance as well. I, I was know. like, we don't, we don't care about this BS drama. No. Yeah. Uh, but at the end when she's like, so I just whispered in his ear and he didn't hear me. So I'm going to say it out loud right now. I told him I loved him and I was like, oh my gosh, I was done. I just started crying right then and there and cried. Yes. And cried through the whole rest of like them backstage. He says, I love you too again to her. And she's like holding him. She's like, really? Oh my gosh, I love you. And she's like in her ITM saying, I love him. And then he's in his ITM saying, like, I wish my dad could meet this woman you know, like he passed away and now I just want him to know that like I'm in love with the sweetest woman I've ever met. And I was like, just tears. I, I want to see, I, I, it's just really, I don't know why it like really touched me for some reason. I think it's just because it feels like genuine. I don't know. We've talked about them a lot. Um, but I'm very excited. It's very shocking that like, I, I honestly mean this. I had a very similar reaction Mm-hmm. And I was surprised in myself. I was like, well, my God, Marilee, that's two times now. Two times. <laughs> this couple has, like, made you cry. Mm-hmm. And I just think they are both so sensitive. Both yeah. of them yeah. are very sensitive. Mm-hmm. And they're very vulnerable. And mm-hmm. I think when people allow themselves to be vulnerable, they invite other people to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So it's just like acting. Like, if you were to watch a movie, and let's call it a war movie, Okay. And like I watched, um, 1917 over the Mm -hmm. weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Um, not as gory as I thought it would be. So thank God. Cause Mm -hmm. I hate gory war movies, but, um, anyway, like seeing one of the guys cry, like once he was, you you know, he like, it was built up. Like you could see his emotion being built up like in his stomach Mm -hmm. and then his body. And then he eventually cried and I was drawn into that because he was being vulnerable. So mm-hmm. then 
I like wanted to be vulnerable, you know, mm-hmm. and like, oh my God, I feel for him. Yeah. And it's a movie for Christ's sake. But this is why in movies or in music, people cry because yeah. they feel like invited into that vulnerability. And mm-hmm. I do not feel that way ever watching The Bachelor. Like, I feel like maybe by the proposal, I like believe it. And I'm like, some of the proposals that is not all of them, Yeah. but maybe a fourth of the proposals I've seen on the bachelor. I might believe in the vulnerability of it all, but, um, yeah, aren't they? I just think it's crazy. Like Mm -hmm. how, how like they're not performing. They're so sweet. They genuinely are in love. I don't know. I'm so excited for them. I'm like excited to see what happens. Me too. I, I, I couldn't be more excited. I want them to go on tour like tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I'm very, I'm very well, pumped I'll about be them. there. Yeah. If they go on tour in the fall, we're there. We're going to see you wherever you are in the East Coast, Chris and Bree. Yeah. We are there. We're mm-hmm. so excited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would, I'd love to get uh, her on here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah. So Brandon and Julia were next. We talked about their performance. Right. Okay. So we already talked with them. And let's finish with Natasha and Ryan, the yeah. last performance. Yeah. You Are the Best Thing mm-hmm. by, I think you pronounce it Ray Lamonte. Lamontane. Yeah. Lamontane. Mm-hmm. I love his music. Yeah. I just can't pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Um, God, Ryan. Yeah. So freaking talented. He sounds so good. He plays the guitar so well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this to me was like what a performance should be. Yeah. Like, and I, I have to credit, at least in my mind, I'm crediting Natasha because I'm like, well, she she's performed a lot. And Nata- Ryan, I pin as like the guy who knows how to like work the recording studio and mm-hmm. the guy who knows how to like make arrangements. But I think she knows how to like work a stage and yeah. an audience. Mm-hmm. That's what she Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah like the staging of this was awesome mm-hmm. it, it felt very intimate yeah um yeah I think this was like so intelligently like staged and yes. like arranged for mm-hmm. the, both of their talents yes and I think that they they took what little I mean they, they didn't get a ton of feedback last week but I think they took it and like ran with it so they they basically we know that her voice is like huge and that she has a huge presence and um and I think she could very easily performance after performance just like run like steal the show like run away with it and so I think that they were really smart they probably thought that through and made sure that he had his opportunity to be um be like you know in the spotlight and play the guitar and come down center stage with her and like grind <laughs> together while he's like playing so the guitar sexy. and she's holding the, the mic for him. You know, like I think it was just all really, I think they're just really smart. I think they're, they're doing it. I mean, and even when I see them rehearse, it's like, I, I see them like working like I could see them in a working relationship too, not just like a like a f- relationship romance, but like a working relationship too. Totally, totally. Yeah, I ship this couple as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard a lot of people say like, I don't know if they'll last as a real love couple. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think we've seen enough of them as a yeah, couple. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. I can't. I can't. I do think they're real though. Mm-hmm. I. 
definitely don't think Ryan would be one to act. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, Ryan. So I, I noted this earlier in the episode when they were saying goodbye to Sheridan. Mm-hmm. Um, this might seem off topic, but it's not. Okay. So they were saying goodbye to Sheridan and everyone's like, oh my God, Sheridan. No, we love you. Um, and they're all like, a lot of them were saying very sweet things to him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like there's better people out there for you. Yeah. Like, we're so sorry. Ryan, I always catch Ryan in these situations. He's just like standing there in the background, kind of like looking down at the floor, like, uh, this is really awkward. <laughs> like the look on his face is kind of like, how do I react here? Cause like, he's not emotional. Mm-hmm. Like he's not emotional at all. Mm-hmm. He's not going to fake it. Yeah, I just I love watching him. I think he's hilarious because it's so honest. He really reminded me and he still does of Kelly from Peter's season. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just like this, like presence in the house where it's like, like, hey, my girlfriend, like Natasha might be getting into the drama. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, People are crying they look weird, but like, I'm not going to say anything. Mm -hmm. Like I just, just, I'm just like wondering what his inner dialogue is all the time. Yeah. And he just seems very level headed Mm -hmm. and kind of like focused and non-emotional, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Although of course he has emotions, but yeah, he just really reminds me of Kelly. Yeah. So I I think that that bodes well. Mm -hmm. I think so too. I think so too. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, like I think two more episodes feels appropriate like I think we can like I can wrap my head around like the solid connections who is you know more talk about who's going to be better on tour and representing the bachelor as like a happy couple because they're going to be under contract probably for how long do you think after like if they break up like at least yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like they but, probably uh, but, like, have to. Like the bachelor's probably like, we got to make sure this couple does not want to like break up within the tour oh, no, no, no. dates. So it, like, they got to be serious. <laughs> Which adds well, to what sure. I think that's part of the reason why Chris Harrison always comes in like, we're serious, you guys. You have to be in love. <laughs> right. Right. Well, okay. So before we get to the final rose ceremony. Uh, you know, they're all sitting backstage mm-hmm. in their gear post singing. And I was wondering as this was happening, I was like, why are they doing well, Cause we find out the rose ceremonies at this theater. And I'm thinking, why didn't they go back to the mansion and then do the rose ceremony? Mm-hmm. And my only thought is, you know, after doing all the five performances and probably the dead time in between each performance mm-hmm. and then breaking down the stage for all the musicians and like doing the ITMs with these people right after their performances they probably were like okay if we drive back to the mansion it's gonna take another hour mm-hmm. and then everyone's gonna be tired like I wonder if they were just from a practical standpoint we're like let's just get it over with here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we don't have to like have the highs and lows in the cars and let's just like get it over with yeah like I almost think this is like a last minute choice hmm. but mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong yeah um but anyway so they're in the back room and yeah, I just thought this was kind of weird how, like, they're all sitting and Julia's like, you know, you guys, I know a lot of you guys support me and we all support each other and love each other. I love you guys so much. But, like, but Natasha, that was really shady of what you did earlier and how you told me, you know, what Brandon said. And I feel like you did that to throw me off. And, like, 
you know, manipulate me. And that was just really, um, vindictive and dirty. And I just feel like that was really dirty. And Natasha was like, I so appreciate how like calm she was in this mm-hmm. moment, you know? Yeah. Uh, kind of like, what are you talking about? But okay. Confrontation and, and... does not phase her. No. <laughs> She's no. just like, okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I did appreciate how she was like, like, thank you for telling me how you're feeling, like acknowledging how, how, and then she's like, eventually just says like, how you feel is how you feel. And then she was like, look, we all worked really hard. We all performed tonight. Like, let's bring it back to everyone. And right now it's not about you. And I think Julie didn't know what the heck to say to that. Like, wow, how, how dare you say that to me in this moment? Like you hurt me and I want everyone else to know that you hurt me. But you know, like mm-hmm. she's right. Like now's not the time to like, I don't know, like make everyone question me. Right. Yeah. Because I told you the truth about Brandon. Like, I just thought it was like yeah. a move. It was yeah. a clear move on Julia's part on like, Hey, if we shared and I stay another week, I want everyone else to know that you were shady mm-hmm. and I want everyone else to know to watch for you. Mm-hmm. And she knows like Jamie would be on her side and maybe Rudy would be on her side. So I think mm-hmm. there was a strategic move in doing that. Um, look, I still, I still like Julia. I still like Natasha. I think, yeah. you know, sometimes when you do feel like someone hurt you, you do feel like it's personal and mm-hmm. you can get kind of self-focused. And my only complaint here is that I think Julia was really self-focused. Like I think Natasha kind of hit the nail on the head that like, you know, Julia's kind of treating this like this is my situation. This is all about me mm-hmm. and my performance and like my everything. And mm-hmm. it's not. And, yeah. you know, like my breakdown of that, it's like, look, Julia seems a little emotionally unstable, but that's OK. Like that's kind of par for the course in this situation. Mm-hmm. And she'll grow up and she'll watch this back and she'll be like she'll learn from it. Like, yeah, sometimes you don't need to blame how you react on other people, how you react is how you react. You shouldn't blame other people. Yeah. Even if they're doing it to get under your skin, mm-hmm. it's not your, you own, own your actions, own your yeah. emotions. Yeah. So, oh, it was okay. I have, I have some things to say. Let's, let's get to the end of what happens. Okay. okay so basically, you know, they give the roses out and, uh, obviously, so Rudy and um, Matt get a rose. Um, Natasha and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the other ones? Oh, Chris, Chris and Brie. Chris and were the first. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, it's between Jamie and Trevor and um, Julie and Sher- not Sheridan, Julie and Brandon. And, uh, you know, Jamie and Trevor got the rose. So mm-hmm. uh, Brandon and Julia go home. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you want to say? I know you have something on the top of your tongue. Okay, so uh, when Julia leaves, she starts talking about how Brandon let her down, and she uh, realizes she wish if she could go back, she would have stayed with Sheridan. He had all the things that she really needed. Like, it, she, you know, she kind of realized too little too late that he was, like, maybe right for her. And I'm just thinking, like, if this is the case, why are you so upset with Natasha for saying this? Like, if you think that Brandon is ultimately, like, the bad guy here, like, then why were you putting so much of the attention on her and not, 
like and not saying you know this has been tricky from the start Brandon like not just going straight to him and being like confronting him I don't know It, it it felt it felt confusing to me and like what was this all for like (laughs) it it was all for yeah I think it's all for her growing Uh, up and learning what not to take in a relationship that's what I think I mean like she she had to go through all of that to learn something to learn some yeah kind of like one final straw never date a douchebag again Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) or trust your gut when you have the warning signs which by the way I've said several times on this up on this podcast I say like ladies there's yellow and red flags in life and a yellow flag might be like um I like to go out for cocktails and he doesn't like to drink at all and you might think oh my god how are we ever going to work out if he's sober well, I don't know if you really don't, if you can go out to cocktails with just your girlfriends and like he doesn't need to come along or if he can come along but not drink, it's not really a, a deal. It's like not a deal. But if it's like a deal and he's like, I can never go out with you and your friends, like your friends are horrible influences on you and blah, blah, blah. Then that's an issue and you probably aren't meant to be right. Mm-hmm. All right. That was one small example. My point is Julia said in her interview with the Rachel and um, Becca interview that I just listened to. She's like, Brandon reminded me of every guy I've ever dated. And there were red flags from the beginning. And, but there was also an initial spark. So I think she was going after, uh, that spark Mm -hmm. and hoping, well, I know there's a red flag, but like, maybe this is different, which is every girl's thought, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, maybe he'll be different. Maybe if I play this well, and if I do something different, maybe they will show up differently. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's true and sometimes that's just not true. Yeah. Like if they give you a red flag and like they keep showing you that red flag, then it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Like you could be the best woman in the world and they're not going to be ready or right or building something real. So right. I think she just said that she also said in the interview that like um, Sheridan was the kind of man she should have in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh so I'm lingering on to the should. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did. She was like honest. She's like, look, Sheridan and I really did have a deep connection. And like we played songs together and like um, we we played other songs. She just said she's like, we genuinely had a deep connection. Like I genuinely really like Sheridan a lot. Like I'm not I wasn't faking that at all. Mm-hmm. But she also can't deny she also liked Brandon. So I think she like had them in separate boxes. It's like Sheridan's the guy who we have a deep like connection, like. Uh, spiritual or emotional connection but maybe not the physical connection Mm -hmm. and then whereas Brandon's the guy you have the physical and the spark and the chemistry with um but maybe there's some red flags so Mm -hmm. she just said again in the interview that she regrets not choosing Sheridan for the end and that was like a high presser situation and like she's all where they're all out there to achieve a dream and I think she kind of felt like when Chris Harrison said, you got to pick a partner. She was like, Oh my God, like n- it's a now or never type thing. Like mm-hmm. I got to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she like, she actually started crying when she said that she like felt so bad because Sheridan had the way he viewed her and saw her was like, he still really liked her. Like he saw her for who she really was And when she wasn't her best and he still like believed in her and liked her and 
Hmm. Maybe that's the first time a guy's ever done that. Yeah. You know, like maybe mm-hmm. a man's never looked at her with such like, wow, I find you beautiful on the inside. And yeah. even when you're not perfect and you're messing up, like I still want to be there for you. Mm-hmm. So I think she has some remorse because she said that she and Ter- Sheridan had talked after filming concluded. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they texted or if they FaceTimed. I don't know. But she said they did talk quite a bit. But then recently, since it's been airing, they have not. Mm. So I can just sense like the mm. sense of remorse of like, yeah. hey, Sheridan. She even said like, I hope he's listening to this. Like, mm-hmm. I regret, you know, so I, I don't yeah. know if she wants to date him so much or she just wants him to know how like upset she is that like she should have stuck with him as her partner. Or maybe so she feels not only- like she would have stayed around in the competition. Like they they could have won or something. I mean, I don't know. I don't it know. could be either. That's I a pretty actually- that's a pretty cynical view of it. But she did say a few times, like I got better feedback with him than with Brandon. I don't know. I mean, I don't know either, and I wouldn't fault her for that either. I wouldn't fault no, her. No, I know what it feels like to have like very <laughs> ambitious dreams for your career um and to also want to be in love like I get it I get both sides of it too yeah Mm -hmm. so I mean you're right in picking up that immediately when she left the show she felt remorseful for not being with Sheridan and here we are what February three months later Mm -hmm. and she's still that way yeah so yeah um because this concluded in February Mm mm-hmm so that that date probably was like early February. Yeah. Um, yeah, like first week of February. Yeah. So anyway, that chapter is over. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much more to say about that relationship. No. It looks like we have four couples left. They're going to start touring. I wonder if they're each going to get their tour bus because they showed all these different tour buses. Um, I'm really excited to see. I don't know, like more time with these couples. And mm-hmm. obviously they tease these like breaking down, like Rudy and Matt or Rudy breaking down mm-hmm. and Natasha breaking down. It just seems like everyone's breaking down yeah. minus Chris three. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen. I mean, yeah, I think my predictions are still standing of yeah. like who the final couples are. Yeah. I will say so. I just had a thought like I, like Brie and Chris so much (laughs) that I'm like so glad that they're on this show first of all I'm glad that they found each other like good for casting I thought I had that thought when they were like hugging each other after their performance like casting did like good I bet it's just like a nice thing that they both got cast and that they both are into each other that they're so like madly in love already it's very nice to watch um but also I'm glad that they're not on a typical show where there's going to have to be drama within themselves. Like, I'm glad that they get to be like a solid couple without too much drama going on. Like, and then the show gets to have drama still, but with other couples that are less stable. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm glad I'm not seeing any drama come from them, but that I'm seeing drama because it's entertaining. (laughs) If that makes any sense. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think the most entertaining part of this is the performances. Personally, yeah, I think yeah, I think the performances too. are so solid. Um, I just hope next week that we actually they don't edit out parts of the performances. Right. Like, look, they're not long anyway. Like, show yeah. me the entire 
two, three minutes of singing for each mm-hmm. couple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and honestly highlight the judges a little more. Like they could even yeah. go into like, here's what Tony Braxton's famous for. Or mm-hmm. Here's like Tony Braxton's going to sing a song. Like, I would oh, like yeah. to see a little more of that. Yeah. Cause like, hello, these people are famous and it's kind of like, yeah, wait for Tony Braxton. And a lot of people will know who she is, but a lot of people won't. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be with that's any true. judge based on the genre of music they listen to. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just like Kesha, like last week, <laughs> I didn't know Kesha. I was like, I don't know her music. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I like that. Anyway. Idea. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if they take our ideas, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, two more left, mm-hmm. and and then we have a, a summer full of Bachelor content. So they're gonna recap, I think, eight or ten seasons, and they'll do a one season a night for three hours. Oh. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, we can get into more Bachelor Bachelor Nation gossip separately. Um, mm-hmm. but. As always, uh, keep rating and subscribing on um, Apple iTunes. Uh, Let us know what you think. Let us know what you liked about the episode or, you know, um, some questions you have for castmates or thoughts you had on our analysis. And um, can't wait to hear from you guys. Uh, Every review helps. And uh, I love doing this. We love doing this for you. We love seeing um, feedback. So follow us on um, Instagram and iTunes. Subscribe. And uh, we'll see you next week. On the Wings of Love is hosted by me, Marilee Green. Produced by Chelsea Dick-Smith. With music by Purple Planet. Thanks so much for listening to On the Wings of Love. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, On the Wings of Love, a Bachelor's podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at On the Wings of Love Podcast. Please comment, rate, and subscribe. We would love to have your reviews. And I'll see you guys next time.